Oh yeah, Jackson Brown, and I think that is the song that is blaring out of radios, out of most cars in the UK. Because for a four straight day, cars are actually lining up at British gas stations, as reports suggest. How about this? Two-thirds, two-thirds of UK gas stations currently out of gas. For more on this, here is Dan Mateague, President, Canadians for Affordable Energy, who joins us now here on Global News Radio. Dan, been a while. How are you? I'm fine. Uh, uh, crazy day on the markets, but um, not a uh, great topic. And uh, thank you for raising it because it seems to be uh, uh, something that uh, most don't want to talk about. But it's uh, staring us at the face uh, in the face right here across North America and around the world. Okay, well, let's start uh, with the why, if we could, Dan. What is happening right now in the UK? Why are gas stations essentially running on empty? Uh well, Jackson Brown's song certainly comes to mind, and thank you for playing it. It has a lot to do with the uh, with the infrastructure uh, in uh, the UK. Uh, there is and has been a problem with truck drivers. Uh, the, there's plenty of supply, but not enough people to get the product to markets uh, and to, more importantly, to uh, retail gas stations. And uh, for that reason, the lineups are pretty substantial. And they look a whole lot like what the United States faced back in April, May, when uh, uh, the Colonial Pipeline was hacked and knocked down. And so uh, that's really compounding the much bigger story in the UK and uh, much of Europe, uh, that the energy crisis is certainly there, the energy crunch. And, uh, uh, you know, it's not just a question of lining up for fuel. Now, of course, if you're going to heat your home as you're getting into colder seasons, if you paid 2000 bucks last year to heat your home in uh, in Britain, uh, look to about thirteen or $14,000. That's correct, a seven-fold increase. Uh, in heating costs, and uh, not just that, of course, uh, hitting industry, uh, everything from chemical producers to fertilizers to stores. Uh, The largest chemical producer in the world in Germany just shut down its plants. It can't get enough natural gas to make ammonia, and therefore that reason can't produce fertilizers. might be a very interesting Christmas for a lot of Europeans, uh, and not just the Europeans, of course. Now we're seeing the problem in India and in China. Well, listen, you may have just answered my next question. With all the panic buying that's been going on there the uh, last couple of days, what is that doing to the economy in Britain, in the UK as a whole, to to the price of gas uh, there? And uh, maybe are we starting to feel it or will we feel it around the world? Jeff, I think we're uh, seeing uh, this crisis uh, bring the UK European economies to their knees. Um, Companies can no longer afford to buy the natural gas necessary to run uh, their from steel manufacturers to chemical companies all the way to food processors. It's not a good story. No one has the money to make up and compensate for the difference. And while some are pointing to the fact that, hey, they could have a lot more natural gas if uh, Russia would sell more, truth of the matter is Russia is selling a lot more now to Turkey and China, an agreement they've had since 2015. The bigger issue is you put all your eggs in one basket, particularly when it comes to renewables like wind and solar, and there's no wind for the past month, you can see very easily what happens when... uh, uh, you double down on, uh, you know, on renewables, which frankly are a great idea, but they can't provide the bulk that coal uh, and uh, nuclear does. Some of the advantages we have certainly here in Canada when it comes to nuclear, but the big issue here is natural gas. And uh, those who have opposed fracking of natural gas in Europe are now paying a steep price. As I mentioned, if you are a resident, a consumer, last year it cost you 2000 bucks heat your home in the UK, it's going to cost you anywhere from twelve to 13000 Unless something, In fact, today, the price of natural gas went up 11% to 26 bucks in MMBTU. Basically, this time last year, it was about two and a half. Uh, we're not as, going to escape that, Jeff. It's already 560 So we're going to see a doubling 
of uh, natural gas prices here in Canada. And by the way, October 1st, uh, the Ontario Energy Board, I, I tried to get this out on, on Twitter as much as possible, but no one seemed to be taking it, taking it up. How about a 25% increase uh, beginning October, tw- uh, well, in, in two weeks, October 1st uh, here in the province for natural gas. All right, so we're going to feel that at the pumps uh, regardless, but if this continues, uh, Dan, are we going to feel it here in Canada, the price at the pump and also maybe the supply of uh, gas here in Canada? Could that be affected? It could be affected. Uh, the price is definitely going to be moving up. Um, I'm looking at a two cent increase coming as soon as, soon as Wednesday. Uh, you're going to stay in the 140 range, uh, and that uh, assumes that the rest of the world can somehow find their way to, to to fuel. But if you have one commodity like natural gas, which is going up in price, and heating fuels going up in price, it's going to put a really a jack stand and push up the price of gasoline and other fuels. That's the way the economy works. Unfortunately, you have dramatic demand pressures everybody wants to get back on you know post-pandemic and uh, no one seems to have enough supply worse we spent a past year and a half telling you know investors not to invest in fossil fuels like natural gas and oil and these uh, proverbial chickens are coming home to roost and they're going to pinch everybody in the pocket so if you're in canada you spent 1500 bucks last year for your natural gas your propane look to see at least another thousand dollars added to the price. The price we're seeing today for natural gas for September is the highest I've seen since 2008. Jeff, you and I know where we were back then when uh, we saw the energy uh, crisis, the energy super bubble. We've got another one emerging and no one's paying attention to it except you guys here at uh, uh, Global uh, News here in Toronto. Well, let me ask you this then, Dan. Are they pricing themselves out of the market? I mean, where is this going in the next few months or or the next year? Because it sounds as if it's becoming uh, unaffordable for the average family. Unaffordable uh, and uh, clearly not on anyone's radar. Um, it, you know, the Chinas, the United States, the Russians of this world uh, can sit back and demand a lot more, while at the same time, if they don't get the prices that they need, then you're going to look for a greater disruption of supply chains. We may not get all those gifts that we think we're going to get at Christmas or be able to buy those things because I think this is happening at a much quicker pace. It's a global uh, energy crunch. Uh, it doesn't just mean higher prices. It's that the Price has nowhere to go but up, given the fact that uh, we've seen, you know, uh, no response uh, and an inability by Canadian and U.S. producers in particular uh, to uh, measure up and to uh, to respond to the increase in demand. We don't have the pipelines. We don't have the infrastructure. We certainly don't have the capital. Uh, no offense, but when you have the Mark Carneys and the International Energy Aid Organization go around saying stop making any more investments in fossil fuels, a lot of people listen to them. And now we have a shortage. It's a self-made shortage, and a lot of it has to do with our uh, our move too rapidly to green energy, green energy that can't uh, meet the uh, global demand, especially at a time when demand is going to the roof, not recessing as many people thought. All right, just finally, uh, Dan, the uh, major fuel manufacturers, the uh, BPs, Shell, and Essos of the world, they issued a joint statement in which they said they expected demand for gas to return to its normal levels in the coming days. So basically, I think what they're trying to tell us all is, don't panic. There's nothing to see here. Yeah, the fuel is not a problem, and the price won't necessarily have an effect on it. As I said, it's the other fuels that are going uh, are driving ultimately the price of oil, which is now seventy five, sixty a barrel. That's the highest since November of twenty fourteen. Uh, I think these are short term. Don't panic, everybody. But uh, the bigger picture on energy is that uh, prices are crazy, and if those companies are involved with natural gas or propane, they know full well. We're hitting all-time historical prices, and uh, they're not about to let up anytime soon. So get ready. It's the winter of our discontent emerging very quickly. All right, Dan, really appreciate this with us this afternoon. Thanks so much, and I'm sure we'll speak in the uh, coming weeks and months ahead. You bet, Jeff. Thanks.
All right, Dan Mateague, president of Canadians for Affordable Energy. And we're back after this on Global News Radio. Hi, it's Shauna, and I might be a bad parent because my kids think french fries are vegetables. Hey, it's Ryan, and I might be a bad parent because I went out for wings when my wife was in the hospital after giving birth. Johnny here. I might be a bad parent because in my house, the tooth fairy gives pocket change. But we're not alone. Len emailed us and said his six-year-old daughter's Tarzan moment going from love seat to lazy boy by curtains made him more proud than any dance <laughs> recital. And Andy left his two-year-old at the rink. All right, guys, I'm sure we're not alone, like Andy's kid. For stories and confessions like this, make sure you check out our podcast. It's called Bad Parents, and it's available wherever you get your podcasts. I left a glove at the rink.